Welcome to the Compliance Perspectives Podcast. I'm Adam Turtletop from the Society of Corporate Compliance and Ethics and Healthcare Compliance Association. Joining us today from the Twin Cities is Lisa Beth Lentini Walker, who's CEO and founder of Lumen Worldwide Endeavors. And most importantly for this podcast, the author of Compliance Professionals as the New Face of ESG Leadership in the latest edition of the Complete Compliance and Ethics Manual. First, Lisa, thanks for taking the time to talk to us today and for authoring that chapter. Absolutely. It's always such a pleasure to speak with you. And uh, this is an area that is near and dear to my heart and one that I've been working on for many years. So I'm excited that we are having more in-depth and robust dialogues about the importance of ESG and what role compliance and ethics professionals have the opportunity to play in the space. Yeah, and there's certainly a lot of interest in it and, and questions about that role. Um, now, before we get really into that, let me ask some background question. Um, many wonder how is ESG different than CSR? What do you see as the key differences? Well, so CSR or corporate social responsibility really, I, I, I believe, is the precursor to ESG or environmental, social and governance. Um, Ultimately, this has been an evolution over many years about what the role of an organization is uh, and who an organization is accountable to. And back in the 80s, it was all about um, shareholder capitalism and making sure that people who invested in the organization, your investors, got paid. Well, now that has shifted over time to talk about all of the different stakeholders and all of the different impacts an organization has. So when you look at CSR, that was a corporation social responsibility. ESG to me is much broader and is far more uh, disciplined when it comes to measuring and reporting on specific metrics that show some level of accountability and acknowledgement of what's important to stakeholders. Well, it's certainly nice to see it evolve. I mean, CSR was always a little bit difficult to figure out where it fits. And it's been interesting over the last couple of years to see ESG bring really greater clarity to things. Now, to my observation, ESG and the organization's values are or should be very closely tied. What's your sense? Well, I think you're spot on. If you're getting it right, ESG and organizational values are very closely aligned. Uh, at the end of the day, ESG cannot just be something extra on top of everything else. It has to be integrated, much like you have to incorporate privacy into the design of any type of product or service and how you need to incorporate compliance and ethics into all you do within an organization for it to actually have teeth and matter. So when you're talking about ESG, values absolutely have to be aligned. ESG has to be aligned to how the organization operates in the world, and values are key to that. Values are key to most everything in the organization. So it's, it's I, I, as you describe it, it's somewhat inevitable. Now, do you see ESG as something all of its own, or is it just another risk area like so many others out there that the compliance team has to keep its eye on? Well, I, I think in some respects, it's 
a little bit different. It's a risk area that many organizations have not been paying as much attention to as they should, but I don't think that it's entirely its own. There's too many interlocking and interwoven uh, risks that are associated with ESG. Just looking at the social element of in and of itself, it's tied to human rights and things like human trafficking and bribery and everything like that all play into how an organization moves within the world and interacts with people. So I think that ESG um, in, in, in its broadest sense just encapsulates multiple risks and ESG is how we talk about many of those areas, but they're tied to compliance risk, they're tied to financial risk, they're tied to reputational risk, they're tied to a whole bunch of other things. To try to look at it as a siloed area, I think does a disservice to where this is going and the people who are working in these spaces. I want to drill down a little farther on something you mentioned, which is these sort of existing risk areas. Um, can you spend a little more time on some of the risk areas in ESG that overlap with traditional compliance concerns? Absolutely. So when you look at each of these different elements, the environmental, the social, and the governance spaces, those are all already risks that many organizations have been paying attention to addressing over years. So when you talk about environmental risk, of course, there's there are already laws out there that organizations are required to comply with. Same with social, right? There's non-discrimination, there's prohibitions on bribery and corruption, there's prohibitions on human trafficking, etc. But ESG in general tends to take an approach that goes beyond just what the law requires. And so in many respects, it is very similar to your values and ethics because the rules of law are somewhat the floor of what you have to do at a bare minimum. Like meeting the bare minimum standard is a pretty important a metric to make sure that you don't end up with fines and fees and jail time and things like that. ESG oftentimes goes beyond that to say, in addition to what we're required to do, here's how we are going to interact because these things are important to us. Very much like having ethics and interactions is important rather than just going by the the lowest common denominator and the least possible standard. So when you think about the areas that are overlapping, you've got lots of environmental and health regulations. There are plenty of privacy, um, bribery and corruption, anti-fraud, antitrust, etc. rules and regulations, and even non- um, you know, federally or state-driven rules and regulations around publicly listed companies and what they're required to do from a governance standpoint. So you look at all these different areas, many of which traditionally have fallen into a couple of different compliance and risk buckets, um, and then you overlap that with what's 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 the higher meaning that you are going at with your ESG program. And, and speaking of higher, I think one of the points that's worth noting, you know, is that you talked earlier about the laws of the floor, but the floor keeps rising higher. I mean, the standards keep <laughs> going true. up for society and it's better to look not just to what's required now, but what do we think is going to be in the years to come. 
So finally, how should compliance teams respond to the ESG movement within their organizations? My own personal feeling is that compliance teams need to be part of the solution. Um, we have talents and skills to lend to this, including some of the rigor around metrics and risk assessments and um, analyses of where regulations are trending. So I think compliance teams need to be embracing this, becoming far more educated around it. I know that the SCCE has been uh, hosting a number of different um, ESG days of training for people. This is an area where we all need to be educated, not just as professionals, but also as consumers, as people living in the communities that are impacted by corporate activity. We need to understand and be able to advocate for values-driven decision-making in all areas of an organization, including in the ESG space, because you are right, that floor, the bare minimum of meeting the, the regulations, continues to become more complex, and also it is rising over time as more and more of our regulators are looking at this and saying, hey, this makes sense. And investors are saying, you need to do this or we're not going to support you as an organization. Financing decisions are being made around this. It's important to understand the landscape and be very much in tune with what the needs of this space are in order to continue to promote the effectiveness and, and usefulness of compliance within your organization. Well, and I think also, as long as there are standards, whether they're external or the organization sets goals, there's going to be temptations by people to cheat to make the numbers. And uh, as we all know, wherever there's a temptation, somebody will do it. And it's important that the compliance team be there to help prevent that from happening. Well, Lisa, thank you again for taking the time to talk to us today and also for penning the chapter Compliance Professionals as a new face of ESG leadership in the SEC's Complete Compliance and Ethics Manual. I want to thank all of you for taking the time to listen. I'm Adam Turteltaub from SCCE and HCCA. I hope we're able to expand your compliance perspective.